0: Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. That was Jeff Buckley. We'll listen to him a little bit later on. That was the last goodbye. Standing by to kick off the show is Cindy Colby. We're going to talk about her latest memoir, Struggling with Serendipity. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, you were on a while ago. I wanted to have you back. You have a new memoir, Struggling with Serendipity. Maybe give Mm -hmm. the listeners a little backstory about, you know, how you started writing uh, your first story.
1: Right, right. The book comes out tomorrow on my daughter Beth's birthday, and it's a story about both of us we share a story. Mm -hmm. Uh, We share a story that happened after her spinal cord injury when she was 14. And it was a completely unexpected and incredible journey after her injury. The way I approached the writing of it was unusual. I, I love writing. I always have. Yet it was it was about a decade after the injury before I could even think about writing about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it was a compulsion. I, I needed to write about it. I wanted to write about it. So that's been my project for the last, uh, well, actually, honestly the last eight years. Let, me, excuse me, let <laughs> me
0: ask you just one, one quick thing. Um, sure. This was a very painful experience, obviously. And um, would you say that writing really helped you understand how you were feeling and move through your, you know, all these feelings you were dealing with?
1: Definitely. Right. It was a tragedy. It was a, tragedy. Um, it was a, a, a trauma. Mm. It was unexpected. Sure. One of those things you hope never happens. And I share in my book my battle with the depression and guilt I experienced after. The interesting thing is, it wasn't um, uh, it wasn't a horrible time for my daughter. That is <laughs> uh, interestingly <surprisingly> so. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so while while I was uh, struggling with my mental health, she was fighting challenges of quadriplegia and trying to regain her independence but from the start from the night of the accident she believed that everything would be okay and at that time Mm -hmm. i was sure that nothing was going to be okay again (laughs) um you know what i
0: i want to fill in the listeners because what they don't know is is it was it that you fell asleep while you were driving her
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. I was driving home from my son's college concert, and my two daughters were in the car. My daughter, Beth, my youngest, was in the passenger seat. Okay. And, um, yes, so I fell asleep at the wheel. The car flipped three times. <clears throat> and, you know, honestly, we were lucky to be alive. Right. Um, though it took me a long time to be grateful for that, <laughs> honestly. Sure. Um, Right, so guilt was a big part of my my journey after her injury, um, but she really led the way, and she had the optimism and the hope that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, all of these unexpected adventures started happening, and serendipity. Incredible. And she, yeah, she carried me along. We were able to travel. Uh, we, we lived in a small town in Ohio, and from there we traveled from Seattle to Harvard and around the world. <laughs> it was um, amazing. Um, so much more than we expected.
0: So it sounds like your daughter did not hold you know, this guilt against you for what happened. It was more you putting all this guilt on yourself.
1: Exactly. And I had had um, a long-term diagnosis of depression. Mm-hmm. So that was also complicating um, my, my experience and my ability to move forward. And at the time, I didn't feel like the, years af- the first years after the accident, you know, I, I didn't feel like I deserved help. I didn't feel like I should ask for help because, you know, I just felt like a bad mom. Uh, and it, it's depression. You know, it's right. uh, the lies of depression tell us that, you know, we're not worthy. We don't have value. And it took me a long time to, and a lot of counseling, to get to the point where I understood depression I accepted depression. That was a big thing in my life, to be able to admit it, because at first it felt like I was ungrateful, and Uh. that was the last thing that I was. I was, um, I'm very grateful. Uh, I know that I'm a very, very fortunate person. I'm I'm married to my best friend. I have three wonderful kids. (laughs) Um, But depression doesn't pay any attention to that. Right. So it, it's been a, um, a process for me to understand it and accept it, and also to try to—a big part of this book journey for me is I want to share the message that even when you can't see any hope—and there was a long time where that was true for me—no um, light at the end of the tunnel— you know, there still is. Yeah. And it's not lost, and you can get back and come out of it. So I'm, I'm passionate about sharing a message of hope, a message of possibility, To My daughter showed me that. She was um, not willing to accept the traditional limits yes. that our society puts on people who use a wheelchair. And she's still... <laughs> Breaking those barriers. She's a lawyer in D.C. today. We're planning her May wedding, and we're having a lot Aww. of fun with that. <laughs> so it's uh, definitely um, uh, it's definitely an uplifting story at the same time. Yes,
0: um, definitely.
1: Right. Uh, what I
0: wanted to ask you, Cindy, is um, I remember wasn't there a video of her swimming in the pool? And yes, uh, you know, she, what law school did she go to?
1: Stanford. Yeah.
0: Stanford law. Mm-hmm. Outstanding.
1: Right. Yes, just so many. Um, it was like a domino effect of serendipity in a way. And also, though not, I mean, I also want to give her credit for the fact that she was a determined teenager and she was open to opportunities and possibilities that I think also opened doors for her. But the swimming was a really interesting it is an interesting part of our story also. She was the first on the Harvard women's swimming and diving team, the varsity team, wow. the first with a visible disability, and she never scored a point on that team. The Division One school, and yet they wanted her to be a full member and you know, um, and accepted her as a uh,
0: a full member of the
1: team and a valued member of the team, and she was, and that that those are the kind of experiences that were amazing. And and on the U.S. Paralympic National Team, she was able to travel around the world. Incredible! And I'm lucky that I was able to um, go on some of those trips with her. Mm-hmm. So it's been a very very much a amazing journey that we've been on, and also kind. Um, an expanding kind of journey. We're so grateful for all the people we've met, amazing people. The disability community is just an incredible <laughs> group of people. It sure is. And we're both both—we're both passionate about giving back and advocacy work. Amazing. Because of that.
0: Yeah. Your daughter is quite the role model for other people, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. she just went and did all these incredible things and you know, reach for the stars.
1: Right, right. She has a a unique perspective. It's one I wish that I had, that uh, she's um, able to see the world in pure possibility, which is just a wonderful gift that, you know, many of us would love to have.
0: Exactly. I was thinking, you know, so many of us don't have that mindset. Right. Right. What would uh, you like people to know about this book?
1: I would like them to know that we all experience oh, challenges of all different kinds, and for me, my experience showed me that I was wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> I, Beth knew everything would be okay. I did not know that for a long time, and it was only after years that she was able to convince me that it really would be okay. And there is hope after, after challenges of all kinds. And the other thing is I didn't ask for help at first when I really needed it. At that time I was thinking, well, you know, Beth is going through so much more. It's such, you know, it's a... Uh, um, in comparison, yes. I felt like, you know, I have no right to complain about anything ever. <laughs> but that's not true. I think um, family members of people going through challenges, you know, it's difficult for them too. And I think that we all need to give ourselves permission, no matter what the circumstances are, you know, if we need help, we need to reach out for it. And if we're not getting it our first effort um, to get help ask again broaden yes. your search you know, look for get a good counselor you bet. Um, and I think that that's an important message that I hope the book book has for people that's
0: wonderful I want to mention your website which is struggling with serendipity.com and you get all the information on the book I put all your info on the show blog, Cindy. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we've mm-hmm. been chatting with Cindy Colby, and the show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I want to thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thank you so much. Real quick, I was just going to mention, too, on my website, Yes, I've, I'll be coast-to-coast I'll be coast with a book tour. I'm very excited about that, and okay. I'm looking forward to connecting with a lot of um, old friends and new friends. And so um, if your readers of your listeners uh, can check that out too I'll I'll be in California. Oh good uh, when you here. so in the fall okay. <laughs> um, yes for the uh, abilities expo and then I'll be doing book events so my website will ha- will be kept up to date with all of that.
0: Fantastic. Strugglingwithserendipity.com Cindy Colby thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.
1: You too. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: If you miss any part of my conversation with Cindy Colby, I'll be up on my show blog within an hour after I wrap. We'll take a quick break, and then I have several more guests calling in. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.